0: Good morning, Lord Jesus Good morning, Holy Spirit And good morning, Jedline This is the day that the Lord hath made And Jesus is Lord And Jesus reigns Good morning, Minister Hill
1: Good morning, Dr. Erica And good morning, Tedline. <laughs> A lot of stuff is happening But God is still good He has not changed We just need to look to Him in all things. And my prayer this morning is that God will open the eyes of the spiritually blinded that they may see and know the truth in this hour and not fear. That He will open their hearing that they may know and follow His voice and not the voice of another. For the blood prevails has always prevailed and will always prevail thank you lord jesus for this prophetic act 1 corinthians 11:23 through 26 thank you lord for so i have received of the lord that which also i delivered unto you that the lord jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, it, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Hallelujah. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Again I say, Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Amen.
0: I want you to be in agreement with me this morning with this message,
1: okay?
0: Yes, ma'am. And I want you to kind of cover it in prayer, all right?
1: Yes, ma'am.
0: Okay, great. Jesus. Brothers and sisters, um, I don't see California. I wish I had uh, texted her back. And told her to come on and give you her testimony this morning. She has a testimony of complete victory, Jesus, complete, complete victory. And if she's if she's up, I want you to call me on the blog talk. I want you to give your testimony. Her testimony part of it is that the what we were dealing with with California was workplace witchcraft that evolved into a uh, full transference but it was seducing devil a seducing devil well anyway yesterday after she did what she was instructed me and annoying her workplace and laugh like at the devil he ran from her yesterday <laughs> The devil ran from her. The brothers and sisters, it, it reminded me of something when I read her testimony. And I and and I was I was talking to another Tedliner uh, in the week, and the Tedliner said something to me, and I said to the Tedliner, I said, uh, you know, you might want to retract those words. I said, because you can um, construct a thought form yourself. Even in, in, in your lack of knowledge, you can construct a thought form and, and unloose that thing. Because we were really talking about one of her uh, relatives being saved. So I said, you might want to reword that because you said it in such a way that you could construct a thought form that would be battling against her um, salvation to rebellion. And so she said, okay, and she did it. But later on, she said she went and looked up one of my podcasts on thought form. I think I did that on Omega Man Radio. But the thought form that I talked about on Omega Man Radio were um, witches. Witches. Witches can construct popcorns and uh, they can remotely assign a popcorn to somebody. And the example I used back then was I said I said you ever lay down in the bed at night and kind of look in the corner of the room and see two eyes looking at you. Sometimes um, they'll look like two red, but they'll look like two eyes. Sometimes they'll look like pig's eyes. I'm only saying that because a pig have a snout and the eyes are kind of close. So I was just using that for that example. But I'm gonna give you a real big example uh, of how those uh, demons take on life and so forth. But if, if any of you can remember, uh, you might not even be old enough to remember, but there was a movie that came out called the Amityville Horror. The Amityville Horror. And it was about, about a house in Amityville, New York. It was a completely, it was a true story. Family, as a matter of fact, one of the sons from the Amityville house is a deliverance minister today because of the horrors that he and his family suffered in this house up in Amityville, New York. Well, they described the house as being haunted. And um, he even came on on a paranormal experience or whatever. I can't remember his name offhand, but anyway, it was his family's house there in uh, Amityville, New York. Well, what happened is he, he was the one that was born with that gift of discerning of spirits, and he could see two little red eyes looking at him all throughout this house, that's what, and so he described them as um, two little, like, pig eyes, but um, we moved in a house coming up uh, the mission field in Florida, and um, this house was, had been owned by a, um, a a man who was involved with the paranormal. He was a he was a he was a wizard. What he was, and being a missionary, um, I I found out about the house from from some other missionaries. I mean, uh, just to live there, because we was looking for a place to live, because we didn't have anywhere to live. Me and the other three missionaries that would travel with me, one of them was Brother Joe. And um, the two other missionaries gone home to be with the Lord, 'cause they were they were actually um well well one was older than me, and one was younger than me. So anyway, we moved in this house, and I started hearing this noise. And I, I wasn't familiar with what they have in Florida called roof rats rats that Live in trees, climb trees, and get in your roof. And uh, what they do is, they can, when they get in your roof, it sounds like a horde of cattle or something. And so I would hear these roof rats, and I would try to figure out what is that. And then, <clears throat> and then other strange things begin to happen in this house. So I asked the girl, the one that. Uh, let us have the house. She rented the house to us. I asked her, who lived there before? She said, her dad. I said, well, has anybody lived here since I mean, since he, he had passed away? She said, no, you're the first person to live here because I just had it sitting here. And since you all were missionaries, I just thought, well, it's time to do something with that house. And so we cleaned it up for you. Now, mind you, I wasn't living there free. I was paying rent. We we were, but it was big enough for all of us. And so, things began to appear on the wall, and I I would look at it, and bind it, and rebuke it. But the but the weirdest thing happened as I was praying so so we could live in this house. Um all kind of people start getting saved. And I mean, all different kinds of people. Um, I was ministering in the church there. And um, all kind of street people, prostitutes, drug addicts, calming, gangsters. Anointing. I was having to pray so hard to stay in that house. Gangsters got saved, and, and they would bring their guns. They would leave their weapons and stuff right there, and we would take them and throw them in the in the ocean. Um, and the funny thing is, these were the people that supported the ministry. And I had one of the greatest revivals I ever had, but I was tormented by demons. so finally, we got some, um, uh, not we, Brother Joe, got some stuff, killed the rats, the roof rats. But something bizarre happened. One of the rats' body shaped. In the ceiling. And when uh when Brother Joe went up in the ceiling, it wasn't no rat there. That's why I know witches use rats. When rats Satanists use rats too. So we got some uh cover-up stuff, kills it, and painted over where the rat image was we could not get the rat image out the ceiling. We painted it, I don't know how many times we painted that ceiling. So then, I asked the girl, I said, um, did, did your dad do anything with rats? She said, you know, my dad had um, pet rats. I said, really? <laughs> I said, yeah. She said, yeah, he had pet rats. I said, so do you think, um, I said, how many of these rats did he have? She said, I don't know, I never went over, uh, I never went back there, I never, I said, well, what, how did your daddy die, and where did he die? Now, I want to know where he died, how did he die? She said, he died in that house over there. I said, okay, so knew I had an idea anyway that I was dealing with um, some familiar spirits and divination and necromancy. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, people just start giving up. They just started. These people that got saved would go out and bring other people. And they would bring them to my house. Remember, I was a missionary just visiting in that city. And they would bring them there for deliverance. I would cast their demons out, and they would leave. And and, and sometimes I would go on the porch, and somebody would have left a a, a brown paper bag with money in it. And there would be a little note to say, this is an offering for your ministry. I never did find out who, who, well, yeah, I did later on when when this one girl got saved. And she had had been the one that was leading all of um, all these other people because I didn't know that you had girl gangsters that actually were head of gangs. And she was head of a big gang. And now she's saved and preaching the gospel in Houston. Houston, Texas. So anyway, all these people start getting saved. And I'm thinking I'm just battling this demon, this wizard, sorcerer, whatever he was. And I was. But God was using those prayers of deliverance to get people free. So this is why I say to people, you don't know what God is doing. But it would be in your best interest to cooperate with him and get rid of uh, whatever the evil is around you. So anyway, the demon manifested one day. And it came in the form of a human, you know, a man came in the form of a man. And uh, this demon said, get out of my house. I said, what? And see, I was younger, and I was very, very arrogant then. I was very, very, um, you think I'm bad now. I was terrible then. I told him that the house had changed ownership. I told it that the house belonged to God and I told it that it was con- con- condemned and judged to hell and I asked it what is allowing you to do this what is allowing you to be able to manifest he said I'm in my daughter I said I beg your pardon your daughter feel blood by blood redeemed and a worship leader in the church and you and your daughter? He said, yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, you see how she cries all the time? I said, yeah. He said, she, she thinks that that's her getting a touch from God. He said, that's her soul that wants to be disjoined from my soul. This demon kept talking and it got on my nerves. I said, well, you know what? God is going to deal with your daughter. And I bound that thing up. I commanded it to get out that house and to go to judgment. It let out the most horrible screech. And guess what? The image on the roof of that rat disappeared. And I said, look, Pratcho, and the other missionaries, I said, look, it's gone. I went downstairs and I went to the lady house who owned the property. And she was sitting there crying. She said, you ran my daddy off, didn't you? I said, yep. I said, did you know that uh, that that, that uh, familiar spirit, I said, that wasn't your daddy. I said, your daddy is in hell. I said, because your daddy never repented. So then she broke down and she said, well, there's something I need to tell you. I said, okay. I said, now that demon untold a whole bunch of stuff. She said, but it didn't tell you this said okay what she said I am a fifth generation inheritor of those powers and I thought that once I gave my life to Christ that the powers I had became sanctified and set apart for God's use I said well you know, somebody in your family land dedicated all of that whatever you think is a gift to Satan. And your daddy carried it through. I said, so what what exactly um what exactly did your daddy she said all I knew is that he was a, a metaphysician? Said, oh, okay. So, so your dad was into metaphysics. I said, "What about you?" She said, "I was too, until I became born again." I said, "So you became born again." I said, "Now I'm beginning to understand why I'm here." I said, "I'm here because God." wants to restore your soul to him. And she started crying, and I had to, like, go shake her. Shake her. Stop that crying. This is just a distraction. It's a disguise. I said, you know you had witchcraft power. I said, and you the worship leader. I said, God wants me to tell you something. I said, he doesn't want me to pray for you right now because you don't want to let go of that power. I said, but when you go to your church, and I didn't I didn't go to the church she went to because she, she went to a church that was all white that had no black people in it. And they didn't want none either. I said, when you go to your church and you sit down at your piano and then you, you know, get back up to worship, I said, you be, you be be, mindful of this. I said, if you don't repent and come to God right now, I said, God is going to show you something. And she said, I'm saved. I can't have no demons. I said, okay, we'll see. So that Sunday she went to church, y'all. And being the head of the, she was the minister of music and the worship leader. She sat down at the piano. And when she sat down at the piano, the people at the church said, it looked like something picked her up, flipped her around, and she wound up on the floor in the altar in the front of the church, rolling. Just rolling, 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 rolling. She rolled off the piano. She rolled up the aisle, all the way to the back, which would have been the front door, out the church. Her body hit the door, and the doors flew open, and she rolled all the way to the the double doors of the church. And they all looked at her. Everybody looked at her. I mean, I mean, she was a big, you know, muckety muck in the church. And uh, they didn't have no cell phones then. They had beepers. And so she asked her husband to beat me. And when her husband beat me. She repented, said she was sorry, wanted to give her life to the Lord, and asked me if I was going to be there at home to take her through deliverance well i was at I was at the church I was at, and I told her, "I tell you what, you come over here, you come over here to this church where I have some help, and so she came. She came, her pastor came, her husband came, and the whole praise and worship team came. And we had a mass deliverance. And that church got filled with the Holy Ghost and became spirit filled. But you see, brothers and sisters, that was a... Oh yeah, I forgot. I, I did go back and do a mass deliverance in the whole church. And the whole church got filled
2: with the Holy Ghost.
0: So why am I talking about that? I have really forgotten about it. Because I'm God works with me through deliverance. So what's about to happen? you're going to begin to see churches getting delivered. And it's going to start, it already started with California and Texas. Because God only needs one person standing in the gap to make up the hedge as an intercessor when he's getting ready to do something. And there are lots of people around this world right now crying out for deliverance. Crying out for a move of God. Crying out. And it's going to come through the deliverance of somebody. And somebody's going to open that um, doorway. Manifestations of the spirit of God for deliverance that's going to usher in revival. Somebody always gets serious deliverance before a serious move of God takes place. Oh, they may say, they tell you, they say, well, we were praying, praying, praying. Uh Uh-uh. Those prayers, those weeping, those coming clean with God, that's what ushers in a manifestation of the spirit of God corporately. And that's why personal revival always precedes corporate revival. You have to be revived, or a person's revival ushers in the spirit of revival in a church. And I just thought I'd share that story with you this morning. You
2: want
0: to see revival? Revival? Watch deliver. Watch watch deliver. I have seen that happen over and over and over again. I have seen people say, Oh, I don't believe in casting out no demons. And it'd be the demon talking right then and there. So something happened over there in California where that wizard where that wizard was making recruits and turning people into agents of Satan, carriers of hell, chaos, confusion, negativity, negativity. And so that's kind of like what I wanted to talk to you about This morning. Your thoughts. Equal your life. Experience. Your thoughts. Equal your life experience. In Christ. In. I'm going to just give you some. Scriptures and then I'm going to talk about it in a minute. And I'm going to tell you a couple areas. You need to make sure they. Under the blood. Under the blood. I don't go out much. I don't have nothing to go out for. But I encountered a walk-in spirit the other day. I just went out to get my hair done a week ago. And that demon had not been able to hit me in this church, in this. Sanctuary. So that's what happened when I got hit. Okay, that's how I got hit. Because if you don't, if you don't, if you don't, when when the devil has targeted you. He will maneuver and manipulate any way that he can to bring you back under his subjection. He doesn't care. Who, if he ain't got nothing else, he'll use your dog or your cat. He don't care. His only objective keep you under his subjection. And that is why Deliverance is so wonderful. And let me tell you something else. Somebody said to me one time, they said, well, Erica, surely you could see when somebody that was on the on the deadline is no longer on there. I could see that. But this is what I know. Each person has to decide within their own heart. You see, I don't need anybody following me. I'm going to follow Christ. And my hope and my desire for them is to follow Christ too. So when somebody be on the tan line and then all of a sudden they're not here, I just assume they're following Christ. And that the Lord put them on here to learn something, and when it was time for them to go, they left. Far be it for me to tell them to come back, because I might be telling them to get out of the will of God. I ain't going to do that. Each man and each woman has to be persuaded by their own heart and their own mind. And I know witches and people that are skilled at manipulation. I got some people every day they dream about how to make me come into agreement with them, thinking there's going to be a transference of anointing. I know people every day think I'm their competition. I'm not. You ain't competing with me. Your objective has to become out. The, the devil says he takes you captive by your mind according to his will. Your objective has to be staying in the will of God until He gets through with you. So when you leave, I think, okay, they're going on to something else. Praise God. I'm happy to see you come. I'm happy to see you go. The only stay with God. Stay with God. And the other thing, people come so demonized. I don't have time to romance nobody's demon. Jesus says, whosoever will, let him come. And Sister Erica say, whosoever won't, let him go. Or her, let him go. Because I can assure you of one thing. Thing that drew you here, if it wasn't the Holy Ghost, ain't gonna keep you here anyway because you're not gonna be able to stand it. The closer you get to God, the hotter it gets. The closer you get to God, truly. The position you get with God, you got to fight to maintain it. Why do you think the Bible calls you an overcomer? Why do you think there's even a need for deliverance? And the the majority of the people that come and go, they do not want to let go of their um, whatever it was that had them bound in the first place. So I understand that. I understand that very well. Brothers and sisters, this is you this is your your life. These are your decisions. And guess what? So many of you have hurt yourself time and time and time and time again. You have hurt yourself you have ruined yourself. You have damaged yourself. And the devil blind your mind to the point that you can't even see that it's him orchestrating it all, all, all the while. You know why? Because the devil got so many of you playing the blame game. Oh, well, this could not have been me. Oh, no. Ain't hey, no. Oh, no. Not, uh-uh. And guess what? It's That's why Jesus said, whosoever cometh after me must pick up his cross daily and follow me, daily. Some of you been so rejected and abused and just dog that anybody say anything to you oh, you think you come the to dog again, let me run away. But you know what? I learned in the United States Army doing many, many, many hours of different training exercises and many, many different schools in the Army. It wasn't the person who thought that they were the smartest sometimes that won. It wasn't the person who thought that they were the most brilliant sometimes, but it was the one who learned how to look at this situation and determine what it was going to take for them to get to the next level. Not for the whole platoon, not for the whole company, but but for how that one person, what it was going to take for that one person, whether you had good leadership or bad leadership, or no leadership, like what happened to me one time. I was thrown into a leadership position. And I had to leave. And I found out later on, it was all set up. It had been orchestrated that way. Because some of my high-ranking officers wanted to know what was really in me. And they knew that if I could figure out all I had to do was just stand, you know, doing whatever I was told to do, But to do it all the way to the end, they weren't concerned about who won. They were concerned about who had the stamina to go all the way to the end. And some of you have, have quit, stopped too many things before you got to the end. And so by you not going to the end, by you not completing the mission, you didn't get the prize. Don't let the devil do you like that anymore. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. If God got you in it, he's going to bring you through it. He's going to take you on top of it, and he's going to make you successful and a winner over it. But you got to be fully persuaded in your own heart. You got to say, it doesn't matter what this is. I'm going to finish this. It it doesn't matter how this go down. No matter how it go down, I know God got me in it, so I'm going to be a winner. And that's that's what California called me up. I mean, text me, email. She emailed, that's what she did. She emailed me, and she told me I won. She didn't even recognize it as winning. She just told me all the circumstances. I didn't even text her back and say you won because she was so happy and having overcome that demon. But if you don't believe that you can, you won't. You've already lost before you ever even get started. Now I don't know who this is right here.
2: (laughs) You You know how blogging works, right? I've seen the before. I've never been in it, though. Well, basically, picture like a fucking tree trunk going straight into the woods. All right? Then when oh, you take make a twitch paths in different areas of the woods, yeah. you kind of go off at like a 45. But you can get cool. off that main trail for a pivot point. Yeah. Well, you know how it is out in the woods. Trees are so close that it ends up. Well, you saw in a twitch out of one of the fucking twitch paths main trail, and you took and got it so it was pivoting off that stump, okay. and then the tips were stuck on another stump further back.
0: I don't know who that is, but your last part of your number is 7937. 7937. Sounds like somebody giving somebody some direction. All Hello? Hello. Seven, nine, three, seven. Who is this? You you hit one this morning. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. Are you in the woods or something? Ma'am? Are you in the woods or something?
2: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm
0: at work. (laughs) Okay. Well, I, I'm going to okay. be praying for you. I'm going to be praying for you, okay? Take the you, you hit bad. one. You hit one. That's why I picked you up. Oh, okay. I'm okay. sorry about that. That's okay. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I don't know who is on this headline, but I do know this. You're here to be strengthened. You're here to be made an overcomer in the spirit realm, brothers and sisters, in the spirit realm. Because, you see, it's not about the carnal realm. It's not about the natural realm. Some of you got that under control. It's the spirit realm you need to know about, how to operate in, how to win in. It's the realm. This is the realm. And and, and you know what? You in the place where you can be taught how to win in this realm and you you need it. But understand this. It's not my job to fight you, it's not my job to convince you. Nothing. My job is to show you what Jesus said and how Jesus said will work. And your job is to make a decision to choose to. Go Jesus way or any other way you wanna go. But I know one thing, without the truth you can't make it. Jesus is the truth. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask California to uh I'm gonna ask California to come back and tell you how she won. And the, and the joy that she has it, it, it is in her right now. I'm gonna try because I just I was trying I was finishing this. First Chronicles 29:18. O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, our fathers, keep this forever in the imagination of the thoughts of the heart of that people, and prepare their heart unto thee. Job, greatest book on deliverance in the Bible, and it happens to be the oldest book in the Bible. Job said in Job chapter 4, verse 13, in thoughts from the visions of the night, when deep sleep falleth on men. Job said in 1711, my days are past, my purposes are broken off, even the thoughts of my heart. Brothers and sisters, Job chapter 20, verse 2. Therefore do my thoughts cause me to answer, and for this I make haste. There are some people on this headline that you don't know. Three of them I don't know. But God knows them, and God knows what they need. And I don't, I don't, you know, they call me up and they say, I need to be delivered. I need to be delivered. Well, you know what? Jesus can deliver you with the blink of an eye. Why won't you trust him? Why won't you believe him? Why won't you let him deliver you? Like the apostle said, I'm a, I'm a mortal man, woman, just like you. The same Jesus I believe is the same one you believe I pray. Job said, Behold, I know your thoughts and the devices which you wrongfully imagine against me. God said he will share his glory with no man. And because I don't push man, witches will come up and think that I'm just a wimp. They'll come up and think. They sit on the line for six, seven months, and they think, oh, man, I got this. I got that. I know this. I, I, I got it. I don't need Sister Erica. You don't need, you never needed me. But you need the word of God that he gives out every day fresh. Every day fresh. And so they'll come on. They'll leave. We'll keep advancing, and then they'll come back. They've come back, and they'll sit up and, and, and hide and listen, because you know what is important, brothers and sisters? To your foundation. If your foundation had been right in the first place, you wouldn't have had no demons. Hello? You wouldn't be bound by demons. Psalm 10 and 4, the wicked through the pride of his continence will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. Job chapter 4, verse 13, and thoughts from the visions of the night when deep sleep falls on me. I got people who come on the 10 line and their whole job is assignment from the devil for me to come into agreement with them so that when I come into agreement with them, I won't be able to hear right, see right, act right, or do right. Right, according to the will and purpose of God. The Bible says, give not that which is holy unto the dogs. It does say that, brothers and sisters. And a lot of people get caught up ministering to people, thinking it's their responsibility They got to take Christ. They got to accept Christ. No, 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 they don't. No, they don't. Job chapter 20, verse 2. Therefore do my thoughts cause me to answer, and for this I make haste. You see, brothers and sisters, God is well able to deliver anybody from anything well able. My job is to give them the good news and bring them to Christ. And then his job is to take them where they have to go. Job 21 27, behold, I know your thoughts and the devices which you wrongfully imagine against me. Psalm 10 and 4. You see, I have met so many people that use manipulation in everything. They manipulate so much, they don't even know when they manipulate. Because it becomes a way of life. And then when Jesus comes, they can't manipulate no more. Go, Satan. The Lord God rebuked you this morning. Psalm 10 and 4, the wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. And what's so dangerous is when people come out of witchcraft in new age and they have believed the philosophy that they can be their own God, that they are all this and a bag of chips, brothers and sisters. It gets you in trouble. And the trouble it gets you into is to lead you away from the truth of God. Psalm 33, 11, the counsel of the Lord standeth forever, the thoughts of his heart to all generations. Psalm 40 and 5, many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts, which are to us they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Psalm 56 and 5, every day they rest my words, all their thoughts are against me for evil. Psalm 92 and 5, O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. Psalm 94.11, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of man that they are vanity. Vanity. Psalm 94.19. In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. Brothers and sisters, I took, I took a woman through deliverance. And the demon said, Now listen to this. Listen very carefully. What kind of demon are you? He said, I'm the same demon that got Emmett Till killed. I said, I beg your pardon? He said, I'm the same demon that got Emmett Till killed. I said, you know who Emmett Till was? He said, yeah. I said, you know how Emmett Till died? Say so, said, yeah, I was responsible. I said, so what are you doing in this woman? He said, I'm trying to get as many killed as I can. I said, oh, God. Now, this was yesterday. I sat there. I, I, I said, I got to maintain control. To bind this demon up, I got to, I got to, I got to. I said, God, I need you to destroy this demon here. He said, Now they call me Helen. Now they call me Karen. He said they could call me anything they want to. I said, Well, what's your real name? They said, Death. Murder. This is what I cast out this lady. Perversion. Racism. demons don't die. And I said to the lady, I said, can you send me your picture? I want to see what you look like in the natural. She said, Sister Erica, I would, but I'm not going to because you might show it to somebody. I said, you know what? You tell the truth. Don't don't send it to me because I'm going to show it to somebody because this is unbelievable. And then the Holy Spirit said, why? Why do you think this is unbelievable? He said, why do the people imagine a vain thing? Holy Spirit said demon is a demon. Demons don't die. I have to call them to judgment and stop them. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. That's why I have to keep myself totally, whatever it is, is what it is. Now, I know that demon that targeted somebody through that lady. I have no doubt that she's a very attractive woman, but she is deaf. And she is miserable. And what has made her miserable, she's 36 years old, is this demon. So I said, let me let me um let me let me find out where this thing come from. Cause if that demon was there, it was some supporting spirits. You know where you know how I came in her? It transferred cause her great 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 two greats granddaddy was in the lynch mob that killed Emmett Till. And the spirit just transferred. Our God is a revealing God. He reveals and reveals and reveals. The closer you get to him, the more he reveals to you. He's not going to reveal what you can't handle. Now, this this demon that manifests, I almost couldn't handle that. It almost knocked me off my feet. I had to collect myself real fast. You know why God allowed me to cast that demon out? Because he had to have somebody that understood it, that knew the history of it. He ain't going to reveal nothing to you you don't understand. He ain't going to reveal nothing to you. You can't forgive. If you got unforgiveness about something, how he's going to reveal it to you? You can't. You can't. That was my day yesterday. How was yours? How did God use you yesterday? That's how he used me yesterday. Let me tell you something. Psalm 139, 17, how precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God, how great is the sum of them. Psalm 139, 23, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Proverbs 12 and 5, the thoughts of the righteous are right, but the counsels of the wicked are deceived. Listen, this is what God said, Isaiah 55 and 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. David prayed for Solomon, and this morning, I ask the Lord to apply 1 Chronicles 28 and 9 to apply it to your soul, to apply it to your physical body, and to apply it to your born-again heart. If you've not been born again, it won't make no difference. You won't get it anyway. But if you have made Jesus your Lord, if you have asked him to come into your heart, I pray for you this morning. The same prayer David prayed for Solomon. He said, know thou the God of thy father and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. Seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Listen to me this morning. And don't forget this. God can show you the plans of the devil for your thought life for a long distance and the only way you will see it twice is because you deal with it accordingly the first time. I'm going to repeat it. It is possible for God to show you the plans of the devil for your own life. And if you don't deal with it the first time, there's no need for Him to show you the second time. Are you hearing me this morning? Serve God with a perfect heart and a willing mind. That's all you need. A willing mind. What is a perfect heart? A heart toward Him. What is a willing mind? A mind that is willing. To do all that is in your heart for the Lord. I think that's all I have to say this morning. I hope you got it. I hope you got it. Because you won't be able to stand in front of God and say, nobody told me. Demons are your enemies. Satan is a defeated enemy of God. He ain't even God's enemy. Satan is your enemy on earth. But God says he's given you the ability to take your enemy captive. Why? Because he loves you. But you got to. Rise above. I think Maya Angelou said it. Again, I rise. Again, I rise. Jesus is your example. Let me tell you this in case you didn't know it. Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Do you know what that means? Dead things don't stay dead. Around Jesus. Dead things live. Around Jesus. Death. Has no power. Around Jesus. You got it? Said. You were worth dying for. Surely. He's worth fighting for.
2: You met me Deep in my despair To show me You would never leave me there You claimed me cause I was Made for so much more I am your child And I'm worth fighting for Oh, happy With the weight of my mistakes You carried And refuse to let me sink under the pressure You meant for me to soar, I am your child And I'm worth fighting for Eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard All you have planned for me And nothing can separate me from your love and so much more Still worth fighting for Now I'm moving My and not by sight Towards victory By the power of your might, You're scraping out my path Don't think every door I am your child And I'm worth fighting for Separate, Separate me from me. your love when there's so today
0: getting ready to sign up but I didn't want to leave you hanging the reason that I told you it is possible with God for him to show you the plans of the devil you know why he shows them to you because you had a power and the ability through him to stop it or change it I said He's already given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. And it is possible for him to show you the plans of the enemy so that you can deconstruct them. But you got to be close enough to him to see it. you got to be able to understand it with your heart. And he got to be able to trust you. When he shows it to you. See you tomorrow on the ten line. Mm-hmm.
2: I belong, oh yeah There's a windlass in me I don't know where I'm supposed to be My past is behind, my life is now divine Yeah yeah No more chains holding me